0: We acknowledge the Mamahood My Way podcast is recorded on the beautiful land of the Garner people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, parent, play and live. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay our respects to Elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. (laughs) Hi Mama and welcome to episode 27 of the podcast. I skipped a week as you know um, so it's good to be back in yours. and this week I'm just I'm kind of just cracking open something that I'm working through right now as I share with you. In the moment it relates to mum guilt. I think we can all relate to the relating of mum guilt. Yeah I think it's something that we all contend with whether it's big or small in every single day or just now and again but it's something that I am actively trying to reduce popping up in my life like a bit like in previous seasons of my life where I've had like imposter syndrome or I've had guilt about other things like living in Australia I've gone through a whole thing about that and leaving my family behind and Uh, starting a new job and being like oh this is this is like I'm not good enough for this But we work through it and there's an evidence bank that we can access to show us that we don't just stay the same we don't have to live like this we don't have to just suffer through and accept that this is the way it is now because we're mums that it comes with a side salad of mum guilt it doesn't it doesn't have to we can do work, we can do things to support ourselves and feel better about it. And I'm just unpacking a little bit of what's been coming up for me and some things that I've been doing to address it. Um, because, you know, we talk about conscious parenting. I think I'm I think that has a different meaning for me and I'm being conscious about parenting myself through being a parent because there is no real big, there is no handbook and we're all just fucking winging it I hope you enjoy the episode I would love to hear from you as always and if you have it within your heart to share the app on your stories like rate review all the things you know that would be doing me a solid enjoy the app mama big love and glad to be back in your ears Mwah. Oh, beautiful mama. I missed you last week. I really did. And I know it's the second time in the same number of months that I have missed an episode. However, it needed to happen. I literally sounded like I had tissue blocked up my nose and my ears and down my throat. Up until about yesterday, it's starting to clear, but apologies for the slightly nasal sound. I get really triggered when I hear nasally people on podcasts. I was in two minds whether it record this, but I thought, you know what, you have the autonomy to tune out if it's doing your head in. So if you choose to stick along, hi, I'm Claire, your host of Mama Hood My Way. And this podcast is here to give you full permission to do Mama Hood in a way that feels really fucking good for you. That's it in a nutshell. And I just wanted to remind you of that. I just wanted to put that right up front because that is what we're gonna be talking about today. When you start to feel shaky about the way that you're doing it, how to come back into alignment with yourself. Now, I've had to do that this week. For some reason, mum guilt, and I mean mum guilt with a capital M, capital G, the hectic stuff, not just the, oh, I was a bit late to pick him up from daycare or, oh, I haven't got enough fresh food in the house or, oh, maybe I should have spent a little bit more time reading to him tonight. That, Not that sort of mum guilt. That's mum guilt, small m, small g. Mum guilt, hectic, capital M, capital G for me looks like you don't enjoy parenting and therefore you are a bad mother. And that is that has been really brutal to deal with and really confronting and I am certainly not I'm not resolved it's not resolved it's a work in progress but that is what I'm here to show up in the messy middle when things aren't all perfect and in a neat box and tied up in a lovely parenting bow That doesn't exist. It never will. But the place I want to get to is to be really um, compassionate with myself and really kind and understanding and accepting, accepting capital A, full acceptance for the mother that I am and the mother that I am not and full acceptance that we are all different. It's like we're all different flowers in a field and we all have our different scents, and we all look differently and we all our different heights and shapes. And, you know, we talk about this in terms of our bodies. Like, of course, we're going to be different types of mums and there's no right way. But the problem is we have put on this pedestal the quote-unquote good mum. The good mother looks like someone who really enjoys and thrives in motherhood, who shows up every minute of every day, who knows her child inside out, who responds to their every need, who does finds joy in doing that, who can cook and sew and bake and play and but also who can work and spin all the balls and keep the house going and look perfect and act perfect and reply to all the messages and do all the things like are you not just wanting to lie down after that list that's like scratching the surface of good mum syndrome but that's what it That's what it's been made out to be. So, when you're not that thing, it's hard to accept it and it's hard to come to terms with your own version. And it's hard to move past it. And this week, it's come up for me in lots of different ways. But it came to a crux this morning, which is why I felt compelled to jump on the mic straight away. With Brody beside me, on his iPad, with his headphones on, and his dummy in his mouth. And I'm doing that out of pure survival. I had four hours of stay-at-home mothering this morning. Four hours. The average stay-at-home mother does over 80 hours of unpaid labour, according to a new study. And I could hardly cope with four. Now, bearing in mind, he's going through some sort of something... This week, he's been really difficult for both me and his dad. It doesn't really matter what you do, it's not good enough. Like, literally gave him the wrong spoon, put him in the car the wrong way, put on his wrong shoes, you know, said the wrong word, started singing a song he didn't like, put down his fork before his knife. Like, literally, every single thing I've done this morning has triggered him in some way. And even to the point where I was like, okay... Like I was explaining what we were going to do. We were going to go for a baby Chino, go to the beach and then the park. But when we did got to the beach part, he didn't want to do it. And so I, you know, I just caved and not caved, but I just decided like what is more important in this moment, me forcing the matter or just going with the flow and trying to appease him. But then I wasn't pushing him hard enough on the swing and that was a whole thing. And it's just, it was relentless this morning. We got through it we even went to the supermarket and honestly you have to celebrate those things like I went to the supermarket and got all the shopping for our babysitter coming this afternoon because we have a wedding and I um got it into the car with him in that mood like fuck yes like we need to take a moment to celebrate but we also really need to come back to when those limiting beliefs or those intrusive thoughts, I'm going to call them what they are because they are intrusive, like you might think that it there's truth in it, it behind the mum guilt there's an element of truth, there's a seed of truth that you're not good enough, that you're not doing a good enough job and this is the work that we need to do, this is the shit that we need to shed so that we can step into fully feeling like the mums that we want to be. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mum. I think stay-at-home mums are absolute warriors. You have the hardest job in the whole world. I would never do that. Like, what other job is there in the whole world that you don't have any, like, you're not able to get any experience of? And it doesn't matter if you babysit. Like, it's different. Like, it is different when it's your own child. You have this, like, internal, you're wired to that little human Your sensory, like your senses, are completely in tune with them. Like you're completely connected in a different way. Like I've nannied, I've babysat over the years. It's not the same until you have your own, and then you've got all of the the hormonal, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual connection. It's so complex. Like I feel like I can be really objective. When it comes to looking after another kid. Even now. Like when my friend's kids come over. I'm not triggered by their behaviour in any way. I'm triggered by Brody's. Because he's mine. And he's my soul. He's my little creation. And whatever that means. Like I know it means something different for us. And our dynamic. And my ability to rationalise. And be objective. I can't. (laughs) And it's my job to really come back to my internal compass and that is what's got me through this week so I've had these like little niggles popping up like something that started me off down this rabbit hole of I think mum guilt and it's really come to head this morning with the difficult morning that we've had is on Instagram I've been fed my like my reels feed and my stories and everything has been feeding me stuff like if you're finding it hard in the moment imagine like 10 years down the line and they're not coming to you for a cuddle or they're not, they don't need you as much anymore. And that'll make you appreciate the now. (laughs) I'm like, ah! (laughs) Like I get the sentiment, but it just makes me feel fucking worse. I, I get it. And do you know, I get it so much that I nearly shared it in my stories. And then I came back to, but is that my truth? Like, is that my truth that I have to override how hard I feel in the moment with this false sense of like positive like it's toxic positivity to me like I-, I can't just be like oh one day he's not going to need me so I need to quote unquote soak up every minute like that's really triggering it to me that's as triggering it as saying like en- enjoy every minute and live in your love bubble when they're a newborn like it's just not language that speaks to me and that's okay and it's okay if it speaks to you if it does actually do something in your brain that makes the serotonin feel good, go off, and change something positively for you, then that's amazing, but you gotta find what works and For me, what works isn't trying to force feed myself like this ideal that I need to you know remember that this isn't going to last forever, and it's always a season. It's also not going to help me if I, you know, think like, but this is an amazing period. And, and, you know, someone slid into my DMs this morning and was like, it gets worse. And I'm, well, I refuse to believe that. Like I, I choose to believe that it's already been the worst for me that it's, that it ever will be. Um, all us all being healthy and all things staying the same, like I mean, I mean, with my relationship with Brody, like, I believe that we've got through the worst because we had such a fucking tough time. And I'm just a different person now. Like, I'm able to handle and show up in a different way. But what helps me isn't, yeah, just slathering on this, um, this sense of, you know, you got to, you got to cherish the now because, you know, it's not going to be the same in the future. Like, when it's good, I really lean into that and I'm loving that. Like I'm not taking that for granted. I'm putting my phone down more. I'm being present. I'm creating little rituals as a family and little rituals with me and Brody that we enjoy and we have little like things between us and that's where I get my joy. But when it's hard, there's no shiny. Like I'm not going to paint, try and paint a turd. I just not. What helps me is just to say, this is fucked. How can I move myself into a better space? And that doesn't come from him. That's the point. He's not the source of my joy or me feeling better in that moment. He can't be. Ah, the doorbell went off again. Someone needs to stop her obsession with online shopping and then she might be able to lay down a podcast episode. (laughs) Back to what we were saying. So, he's not going to resolve any, the way I think about motherhood isn't going to change the fact that I feel like it's difficult in the moment. What's going to change it in the moment is doing something that shifts my energy, that brings me joy, that makes me feel positive. So this morning that was, I had my um, new headphones around my neck and I just, I just popped them on. So they were right there. I didn't have to get them out of a bag. They were around my neck I popped them on and I put on a song and he was flailing about in his baby seat eating his egg sort of demanding a fork that he dropped on the ground and I just put a song on I just put on a high vibe song I have a playlist and it just shifted my energy like it's really it sounds really trite and really simple like too simple to be effective but it actually works like bringing feeling good into any moment even when it's difficult it's not up to Brody to make me feel better it's not up it's too big for me to try and change my whole psyche on how I feel about motherhood it's too big to think I need to be grateful about the now like it's it's too detached I'm too detached from it what I need to do is just make myself feel good and at any cost and And I need to have lots of different ways to support myself with feeling like that behind any happy mother is herself behind any happy mother is herself. You are the only person that can make you feel good again in that moment and like I feel so de- dysregulated um this morning, but I wanted to lay this podcast down. I wanted to feel better. And the fact that he sat on his iPod, ne- iPad next to me with his headphones, did I feel a bit of guilt? Yes, I did. But it's my job to work through that. It's not his. He wasn't going to settle without having some screen time this morning. Like he didn't want to play. I tried. He didn't want to go outside. I tried. He managed an hour and a half. We were out the house this morning. Great. That's a win for me. That is all we needed. I got some shit done. We had a little bit of a play date. It was a little bit hairy at times, but we did it. We spent quality time together. Could it have been longer or could we have done different things or could we have maybe had more giggles like in the day? All of these things popped up into my head. Yes, I, you know, I in an ideal world, yes. But that wasn't our reality this morning and there is no point and no benefit in me raking myself over hot coals and saying well I coulda shoulda woulda same with last night when he kicked off I tried to make it easy for us and have a really easy dinner and just go to McDonald's and get a happy meal so that because I picked him up late from daycare because I had an appointment and he was not in a good way daycare said he's been unsettled all day and I thought right let's just make it easy well I didn't make it easy because the queue at McDonald's was long He didn't like the fact that I couldn't give him his food straight away or his ice cream. It was just a shit show, to be quite frank. And it was really discompopulating. But in my head, like, I had these little monsters popping up going, well, it's your fault. You shouldn't have taken him to... You should have picked him up earlier. You shouldn't have taken him to McDonald's. You should have just had food in the house, like... You know, why didn't you order the food shopping earlier? You know, all these things crop up and I, I, it's like whack-a-mole. Like, no, 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 no. Not helpful, not helpful, not helpful. And the next thing was, how do I feel good in this moment? Like, so when we got home, we calmed his nervous system down, first of all. Got him comfortable, made him feel better. Then I put his headphones and his iPad on and put Blippy on and he ate his dinner. And so I got food down him. And he went to bed a bit later, but he slept a bit later and it all worked out fine. But I put on a program and just like zoned out because I had to, like I needed to. I needed to do that. You know, we just are faced with so much the ideals of motherhood and the perfectionism and what that looks like. But honestly, it's not for anyone else to try and show you or tell you how you should be as a mum and what good enough looks like for you. And Good enough needs to play into our daily lives. I'm really proud of myself for moving through it in this way and coming and sitting down and putting my oils on and having a drink of water and just... He sat next to me on the bed and we're just chilling out. And it's 40 minutes until nap time. I will put the iPad off in half an hour. We will do 10 minutes of stories. Then he'll go down. And then I'm going to get ready for my wedding. And then we're going out for the day. And I'm so excited about that because I just, I need a break and I've only had him for six hours this morning. Like seriously, it's um it's intense and I'm, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I just think we need to have more of these conversations if we feel called and if this doesn't feel like it resonates, like that's okay too. Like you might bloody love all the bits and if you do, that is you doing it your way. I don't think that this is a job that I was necessarily cut out for but I know that I'm a fucking good mother and I will do everything I can to show up the best I can whilst not sacrificing my happiness in the process. I'm so lucky that I chose to procreate with someone who is as hands-on as he is and it means that he's going to get the best of both of us hopefully in the long run. I hope this episode has helped in some way and just really validated if you have had a difficult, tricky week and made you think about, you know, not trying to force yourself to feel certain things in any given moment and always coming back to feeling really fucking good whenever you need to. You have the power to do that. It's our choice. That's it for another episode, Mama. I feel like this was just such a little ramble, <laughs> but thanks for indulging me. It was really helpful. I think talking out, not in a voice note to someone at the other end, it's such a privilege to be able to do this and to have come and chat to me in the DMs. I would love to, yeah, just have more of a sense of who I'm speaking to when I put these episodes out. It would mean it would mean the world, and. Um, if you have any suggestions about things that you would like to be covered on this podcast or guests that you would like to have on, I am building up to having not just me, solo on the mic, but it is taking a lot of energy to build up to this point. And yeah, I'm not, um, I don't think this is ever going to be the sort of podcast that's going to have regular guests because I just find the organization of the, that really overwhelming yeah I've been really like berating myself about it and then I'm like well no this is this is what the podcast is like it gets to be whatever it gets to be and how I want to show up for it because at the end of the day this is a couple of hours of my week and you know I'm all about spending time preciously and wisely so if you do though have someone that you think I'd have a right good chinwag with let me know and I'll see you next week babe